Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following his lead in the great Northwest. Hey folks, welcome to the Now Leading Podcast. You know, I feel like I say this every time I intro a podcast from the Now Start Network, but man, this is a good one. This is an interview with Jared Bass from Our Savior Lutheran Church in Tacoma, Washington. And um, Jared and I actually go back a long ways. We went to school together at Concordia University, Portland, and one of the legacies of that amazing institution is leaders like Jared who care about their community so much that they actually launch an entire theater project that builds a bridge into their community. Listen, I'm not going to um, say too much about it because this interview coming up with Jared is going to fill you in, but I do want to say this. Um, You can tell uh, Jared's heart for his community as you listen in, and and I pray that that same heart, that same love for uh, his community, for the people in theater that he works with, um, I hope that shines through and encourages you and strengthens you and, and gives you a spark to do something something new in your community that connects with who you are and where you are. Anyway, enjoy this one. This is a great one. It's July 16th, 2022. We're glad to be together because we have the opportunity to talk a little bit about a really exciting new way of connecting with the community that our Savior Lutheran Church has been doing in Tacoma. And uh, Jared Bass has been at the Jared Bass has been at the center of that uh, since it started, and so he's going to tell us more about that. He's the worship arts and music director there at Our Savior Lutheran Church in Tacoma, which does a lot of outreach in the community. But a couple of years ago, uh, they started something new, and it took a pause during COVID, and now it's back, and they're actually right in the middle of it. It's a theater arts ministry uh, that engages the community not only and as coming to watch, but also as participants in the cast, they do auditions with the community and as well as the director roles and other roles in the production. So it's real exciting to have them here on Now Start and uh, and to have Jared with us. Uh, many of you are listening online and uh, hope this is encouraging to you. And we'll put some contact information out there for you so that if you need to get a hold of Jared and ask any questions afterwards, you're welcome to do that through email. Uh, but Jared, if you just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about how long you've been at Our Savior. Tell us about your family and uh, what you normally do there outside of what you're going to talk about today. Thanks, Mike. Hey, thank you all for for being here. Of course, uh, live, but also um, if you if you're watching. And um, uh, so I'm I'm Jared Bass. I'm the director of worship arts here at Our Savior, as uh, Pastor Mike said. Uh, I've been here. This is my 14th year. Yeah, 14th year. Uh, they keep me around here for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, but I'm just uh, excited to be a part of what God's doing at Our Savior in the in the Tacoma and Pierce County communities. Of Washington, and so, um, so normally, um, yeah. So I'm the worship arts director. I uh, oversee all the music and technical arts, um, uh, drama arts um, at our Savior. So work uh, very closely with our pastoral staff to plan and implement um, uh, worship. Uh, obviously, uh, so music. Um, I'm uh, I don't direct choir, but uh, but uh, I oversee the choir 
choir director. Um, actually, we're looking for a new choir director. So uh, our, our choir director of uh, 35 years just just um, retired. And so we've got some exciting, exciting new plans for that position as well. Um, uh, also do, um, uh, you know, skits and drama uh, within the, you know, the Sunday morning sphere, um, but also um, help service other ministries with uh, video worship leadership. So for instance, if, if the youth ministry wants to uh, have a worship team for the, for the youth retreat, I will help, you know, put, put people together for that. Um, or if the women's, the women's ministry needs a worship team for their online events, uh, we make sure that that happens. So I also do a lot of uh, video work here. So in uh, weekly announcements and kids messages, we do all our kids messages online for our online audience. And so that's, uh, that's a, a process each week um, of working with staff um, to, and volunteers to, to do um, online, that sort of stuff. Um, so got a full plate, cause that's, that's much yeah. more than the normal uh, music person at a church does. You're, well, you're working on videos and production quality stuff uh, throughout every week, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. So, um, so I've been married uh, be 20 years in March. It's my wife, Carrie, and we have a 15 year old who is a huge baseball player. He's six feet tall. Uh, so I'm starting to look up at him and uh, yeah, just loves baseball. He's going to be a sophomore at Pialp High School. Well, we have a four year old lab named Bella, who we love and adore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, okay. yeah, it's been it's it's this kind of what I do. And what okay, so amidst all of that, which keeps you incredibly busy, I'm sure you're you're at church constantly working on these things. Mm-hmm. Where did the initiation for? Well, I'm going to try something new. Um, where did this come from? This idea for a theater ministry. Uh, where was the genesis of it? Yeah. So um, first of all, I I wasn't really involved in theater a lot in in high school. Is when I went to Concordia. Uh, Concordia Portland, God rest her soul. Um, but Concordia Portland and um, Heather Stuvey, uh, who I'm still friends with, uh, and she is very active um, at uh, Trinity and Bend, actually still doing productions for their high school. Um, and so when I uh, took uh, some of her uh, drama classes um, and theater uh, production, and um, was in a couple of shows. I starred in um, Guys and Dolls as Sky Masterson, um, and a, a couple other shows. And that's really where I it, the the bug kind of kind of bit me was in college, and I loved having um, you know being a part of an, an ensemble and which really became a family, um, and people that I still talk to you know almost thirty five years thirty years later. Yeah, um, and so. Um, we had a, a couple in our congregation uh, named Karin and Matthew Vale. And Karin and Matthew uh, were theater geeks, came up through uh, the uh, theater programs at their respective schools. I don't remember when they went to school, um, but found each other, got married, had been in shows uh, both professionally and um, in the community theater realm. Um, and they had been going to church here for a number of years. They were on one of my worship teams. They were in my um, um small group Bible study. And, um, and so we were very, very close to them. And so one day, uh, I think it was on the 4th of July, actually, her parents always have a gathering of fr- family and friends at their house and they have a pool. So we were in the pool and we would just talk about shows we'd been in and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and Karen looked at me once and she said, we should do a show. And I was like, yeah, we should do a show. Um, but this was maybe 2013, something like that. And 
but it was always like, well, you know, we don't really have theatrical lighting. We don't have a backstage and we don't have room for sets and we don't have a place for the orchestra. If we want to do a musical, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that would be cool, but no. So then the, a year later, uh, we're kind of in the same place. We should do a show. Um, and we just talked about this for a couple of years and, and, um, um, St. Luke's in Federal Way, St. Luke's Lutheran in Federal Way, which is a, a large congregation, um, they had been doing something similar, um, but on a, a bit of a, a smaller scale um, and had some community folks, but their shows were pretty small and, um, you know, well, well done. And so I know that there were churches that have done it. And I've heard of other other churches that do something similar. And so um, in 2016, uh, um, some of you might know, someone set, set fire uh, to in three different places um, in our sanctuary and did about a, a million dollars worth of damage. Someone snuck in at 4.15 in the morning and um, tried to burn our church down on Black Friday. Wow. And so um, um, amidst that rebuild and all that that happened, um, we just wanted like for like, you know, we want the same lights. We want, you know, we just want back what we had from insurance. And and so we started talking to the community and we, um, our savior is, is, uh, has a big presence in our um, community um, because of things like the backpacks for kids program. We feed 360 kids a week um, once a month or once a quarter it used to be once a month, once a quarter, we do what's called faith in action where we have um, um, action teams that come together and we spread out among um, Pierce County and we're doing cleaning or, or painting or light plumbing, that kind of stuff. Uh, we have a, a, a car shop here where uh, people that are cannot afford um, oil changes or tire rotation, they can bring their car and, and we have folks who will do those, those things for them for free. So we've already established, um, you know, an, an, an outreach and service part of the community. So that's been great. Um, and so um, people from the community just kept giving and kept giving and kept giving. And people started to ask us, what are your dreams? What do you guys want? What, if you could, if money was no object, what would you want? Um, and so one of the dreams that we had was what's called environmental projection. And environmental projection is, you know, most churches who use a screen, you have your screen and you put your image on it, people see the words or, or liturgy or whatever it is. Um, and we wanted to have environmental projection, which means we have four projectors projecting one image across a singular space. Um, and it really helps... Um, uh, envelop the entire, changes the entire room and you can do amazing things. They call it the new stained glass. Um, and so our original thought was we just want to, we, we, we want to do something that's creative that will draw people in. Um, we had no idea, uh, that it would, it would really attract, um, schools in the area to come and do like a, like a fifth grade fly up and they could put all their their yearbook pictures of their kids with their, you know, sports teams and their logo and just make it theirs or weddings where um, the husband, the, the bride and groom can put up their, you know, their pictures of their journey or funerals where people come to a funeral and you see pictures or video of, of the person whose life we are celebrating. So it has really taken um, our creative arts and our creative opportunity to a different level. Um, and I've seen it done on smaller, smaller stages as well. Um, but it's really neat. Anyway, that being said, uh, we also got a bunch of uh, people donated money for theatrical lighting, which we did not have. Um, LED lights um, uh, that, you know, really help us conserve power, but we can turn them any color that we want. So it helps in, you know, uh, like on Good Friday, 
uh, those lights become red. And, and as we're, as we're journeying to the cross, it's really incredible. Um, and so when that kind of happened, um, we, God brought up the discussion again, let's do a show. Let's do a show. Yeah. And all of a sudden we had no excuses. <laughs> so, um, it had just kept coming up and coming up and coming up. And, and I, and I said to Karin, I said, I don't want to just do a show to do a show. If we're going to do this, I want to, I want to create relationships with people who are different than the Our Savior community. And, um, um, and so I started doing some research. I talked to St. Luke's and some other churches in the area. Uh, Astra is um, uh, All Saints Catholic Church actually had done a, a, a dinner theater for years that was very popular. Um, so I had some, some conversations. But one of the things I found was that um, there was no real clear cut mission and vision for creating relationships and that you you would hope would turn into discipleship opportunities it was kind of like well we want to do a show because there's people in the community and we can get to know them and our, our you know our church wants to do a show and it'll be a great fellowship thing which is not bad um, but i was not going to spend the time and money that it was going to take if if we were not seeing the results on the other side um, and i'm not talking about people showing up on sunday morning that's not the result we're looking for um, I think that's a, that's an old model, and and it's not it's not what we feel like God is calling us to do, and that's it's not even necessarily judged by how many people pray that prayer, you know, that Lord Jesus Christ come into my life. That's what we want. That's the ultimate goal, but but we're really about making relationships and then letting the Holy Spirit do its thing, and and if that conversation happens, great. If they show up for church on Sunday morning. That's a bonus. If they take a next step and do, you know, show up to pack backpacks for kids. Awesome. If they come to, you know, I don't know, maybe they want to change oil at the car shop. Great. So I see this as a way, as an, as a, as a, a front door opportunity where we're, we're just getting people in and we are creating relationships with them. So that's kind of how that started. Yeah. And um, so then your production scale, how many people are in this, um, who's who's a part of it and and where do they come from sure so um and that was one of the questions <laughs> that i had you know it's classic um you know jonah trying to run away because yeah. no one's going to want to listen to what i have to say you know and they're not going to like what i have to say so i'm just going to go over here and god's like no nah, i think you need to come do this um and that's what kept happening is that no this is really what i want you to do and it kept coming up over and over again and so um, the questions that we had was, all right, well, let's try it. Who's going to show up for this thing? Who's going to show up to try out? They don't, we're not an established, you know, group, of, a, the, a theatrical group. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never produced a show. I've been in a show, but I've never produced a show. I don't know how to run auditions. I don't know, whatever. Um, and so Karen was a huge piece because she had been there. She had experience and she knew a lot of people and people respected her. Um, from other theater theater companies. And so she just invited a bunch of people that she knew who invited a bunch of people that they knew. Um, and so the first year we did The Music Man and that was in 2017, 2018, sorry, 2018, yeah. 2018 and um, we had uh, 42 people show up to try out and we kept, wow. kept most of them and probably, I don't know, 28 were people we never, we had never met before that were not from the our savior community. Um, and so that was kind of neat and, and different. Um, and so uh, all of a sudden now, when you have a footprint in the theatrical community and people know that you're, you're going to do something, the word, the word gets out. 
Um, and we by no means think we are, you know, the Fifth Avenue, uh, which is, you know, like a professional theater in downtown. We, we just, we're just like, okay, we're going to try this and we're going to be, it's going to be excellent. And we're going to see what, see what happens. And so, um, so the first show I think we had was the music man. Like I said, we had maybe 12 our savior folks involved in, in the, in, in the uh, cast. Um, but then there were 28 that, that were not including a 14 piece orchestra who one, two, three, I think we only had four members of that orchestra. Wow. Yeah. And so that's kind of, kind of how it, how it, this uh, is all amateur, all volunteer, right? Mm -hmm. The, the, the orchestra gets a stipend, um, but it's small. It's like 350 bucks. And considering they're doing six shows and four rehearsals, uh, that's pretty cheap. So your, your typical pit, uh, um, Orchestra person it would be about eight eight hundred to a thousand dollars for the for the uh, run. So yeah. So talk about that a little bit. Funding. Um, how does it fund itself? Do you sell tickets and, and who comes? Yeah, yeah. So um, that was the the first thing was we needed some seed seed money, obviously, um, and so I was able to um, uh, you know talk church into uh, giving us a ten thousand dollar budget which is not much. Um, to be honest with you, I spend almost half of that just on the orchestra. And so, um, you know, it's not cheap. Uh, uh, if you want to do something excellent, it's not cheap. Um, and so um, then we sold tickets uh, and I make it very affordable. Uh, at that time, it was $10 for adults and kids under, under 12 are, are free. So considering you're getting a Broadway musical with an orchestra, for 10 bucks, that's yeah. pretty good. The lowest price of any theater, uh, um, uh, amateur theater here is like 15. Yeah. Um, and, and so um, we wanted it to be low price. Um, and so, yeah, my whole goal was just to break even. That's my goal. So that if I start with 10,000, I end with 10,000. Um, and, and we actually, um, the first two shows, we actually made a little bit. So I was able to put some money back back into it not a lot you know three grand maybe which would pay for our sets for the next year so we are self uh completely self self-supporting now um and and all that money that's that i don't have to ask for a budgetary line item it's it's already there um and that's so, fantastic yeah and that was a huge a huge piece of it for us well so, one of the things i hear you saying too is that when when there's things that that god puts on our hearts to do and we've been praying about it and we've been saying no because we have our excuses uh, he'll move those excuses out of the way so the sets the lighting the space who's going to come the money to do it he just continued to move those obstacles right and it's step it's, forward in faith it's definitely different um you know i think most people that go to a Broadway musical or any type of show, you're used to seeing lots of set pieces, you know, and there's, they're moving in and out and they're, you know, and it's an important part. And at first I thought, is this really going to work? I mean, only, I mean, and we have some set pieces, but they're movable. Um, you know, but most like we did Oklahoma and basically what we did is for a lot of the show, it was a, a, a wheat field that actually wind was That's blowing through the wheat um, where we took, we took a windmill. Uh, just we just found a windmill stuck it in the background and then made the made the windmill turn you know we had birds flying across i mean so there's so many different things that you could do and then we had you know like we built uh we built out a um a back porch but the house 
itself was on the wall. And then we just built the, you know, built the actual porch. Um, and so it, it, and people love it. it I'm yeah. like shocked. I'm, you know, people are like, man, this actually really works, you know? Um, and then when you change the overhead lighting, it just, it, it creates that fourth wall and people just get lost in the story, which is really neat. Well, tell us a little bit about the relationships that are made and um, wh yeah. where do you see the most connection with people? Is it, is sure. it people who come in the audience? Is it people who are in the cast? And, and how have those relationships really made a difference for, for talking to people about the love of Christ? Right. So when, um, and, and in case anyone has a question, uh, this is a good question, by the way, people ask me, why don't you do Christian musicals? Um, because I want people to come and see it. <laughs> um, honestly, if you show me a good quality Broadway Christian musical, I will do it. That tells the gospel. Um, and, and we received a little bit of flack for that at the beginning, but as soon as we got going, people understood. And, and the whole point is relationships. And it's, it's not necessarily with the people who come to see the show. That might happen. That's not my end goal. My end goal is not to fill the auditorium with people. That's just going to happen regardless. And if it doesn't, that's okay. My, um, one of the things I loved about being in a show in college was the family dynamic that you end up creating with those 20 other people. Um, tell me a ministry in the church that spends 10 to 12 weeks, three to four nights a week for three hours. It doesn't exist. I mean, not that I can think of, maybe I'm wrong, but if you really want to create relationships, we know that true discipleship happens when we walk alongside people, right? It takes time. It's not a class. It's not just a worship service. Those are part of discipleship, but discipleship is really walking alongside people and getting to know them and be, being able to be vulnerable um, and being able to share highs and lows. And you're doing that hard work in the valley, you know, or you're, you're celebrating their birthday or you're, you know, for instance, um, one of the greatest stories we had is a lady, a, a lady named Jordan Turner. And Jordan, um, Jordan was a friend of our first director, Karin, and she was a choreographer. And Jordan, um, like a lot of people in the theatrical community, um, lives an alternate lifestyle. Um, and, and these are choices that she has made. Um, she is, was very much against organized religion. She was very much against the church. Um, just the classic, I hate God. I hate the church. They're all bigots. They're all closed-minded and they don't love anybody but themselves. They're all money hungry, that kind of, uh, and she was always angry. She would show up just with this chip on her shoulder all the time. And, and, uh, and, and I knew that's like, okay, that's one of the people who God wants us to love on. And, um, and I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you right now, she's not easy to love. She is what we sometimes call an extra grace required, right? EGR. Um, and yet, as we kind of got going, I saw those walls start to come down because we didn't, we didn't tell her she has to live a certain way. I didn't tell her, um, you know, I didn't come in judging her. I just, I wanted to know Jordan for who she is. That doesn't mean I agreed with, with her lifestyle, but if my call is to create relationships with people who are different than me, and I believe that's my call, well, then I got to jump in with both feet. And suddenly, after a few weeks, she began to soften. And um, her smile started to, we started to see who she was. And, and I heard, you know, just conversations. Well, it's not that bad, actually. I, I wasn't, you know, I was a little, wasn't sure, but it's not that bad. So um, 
she did the show and did some choreography and we all became family and friends and and I make it a point to really have make sure that those relationships continue after the show um so you know we're all friends on Facebook and Instagram and we share pictures and we have Christmas parties where we go to each other's houses and you know I've done you know um different classes with people and, and all kinds of stuff and so um the second year uh Jordan um I found out that Jordan was pregnant and um um which was a little odd because she didn't like men. So, I mean, let's be honest. And so, but okay, she was, she was uh, pregnant. And um, so she told our, our, um, she told our director, cause our director was like, Hey, you know, if you don't want to do the show, you're going to be having a baby. Like right at the beginning of, of the run of the show in July, she's like, no, I really need this group of people for support and, and to, wow. to just be with me and love me during this time. And that just baffled me. And it's like, man, you just never know what God is going to do. And so she showed up pregnant, you know, she was <laughs> all pregnant and her attitude was great. And we just loved on her the whole time. And then I thought after about, after about six weeks, um, um, her family situation is not good. And I said, uh, we need to throw her a baby shower. And so we did at the end of her Saturday rehearsal, much like today, we set it all up and she came back and we threw her a baby shower and, um, she's not a crier. <laughs> she's kind of a, a hard, a hard person, but, um, she was in tears and she loved it and, and actually posted on her Facebook page, how she never knew that such a group of Christian people could love like this. And man, that's a huge win. And she may never pray that, that prayer. I don't know. Um, you know, I hope that happens, but the mere fact that, that she, that she said that, and it changed who she saw the church as. And honestly, I think it changed who she saw God as. That's the kind of thing that, I'm, that I get jazzed about. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we put in all this work, you know? Yeah. So Just to, just to see God different, to see yeah. Christ as loving. Right. And, um, and to, to hear his word of the gospel. Uh, you, you talked a couple times about praying prayer. Do, do you, with the cast at all, are there prayers? Is there anything oh, yeah. like that? Yeah. So I tell, uh, I'm at auditions and one of my jobs at auditions is to let everybody know, Hey, if you're part of the cast and we offer you a part, you're going to hear about Jesus. Awesome. Um, and, and so we don't do it every, every, every rehearsal, but you know, once or twice a week. Um, and I have different, I've had actually people from the cast this year, uh, lead a devotions cause there's a couple of area worship leaders, um, who are, you know, the, theologically and biblically and we talk about you know what do you believe and where you know um and uh it, i will say this if you haven't done this in a long time um it is difficult to lead a devotion in front of a group of non mostly non-believers mostly non-believers because you yeah. have to be very careful about your language you know we're so used to talking oh in the name of the father son and, and lord bless you and keep you know and all our church language and they just like well what's that um, so things we think are obvious are not, are not obvious, but, um, but yeah, and everybody knows, Hey, this is a church. We get it. We, um, we pray, we just prayed this morning, you know? Um, and, um, uh, you know, when we know that there are folks who are dealing with hard times, um, I've got some, some cast members who are kind of planted, you know, as, um, as people who, and we talk about, Hey, um, you know, I know this person's dealing with that. Just, can you give them a, you know, a really good word, word of encouragement. And, and we, 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 we tell people, Hey, if you ever want to pray with about anything and, and people who don't even believe in God, 
okay, yeah, yeah Any, like anything will, it will help, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we definitely, definitely make sure that that's, that's a part of, and, and I will say this leadership wise, um, my, my director is, you know, not Lutheran. Um, and so I am in charge of the spiritual leadership of this cast. Um, I, I, I make all those preparations. I make sure that, uh, anything that we talk about, uh, is, is uh, biblically sound, the theologically sound. If I have someone from the cast who's going to do a, um, you know, a short devotion, they have to send it to me first. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't let people um, just, you know, say whatever they want. So you know, what I, what I love hearing about this, Jared, is that you just put people together, a mix of Christians and non-believers who become family together in a way that you can share love and share the gospel and point people to Christ pray with people, encourage people, walk in life with people. And we rarely get those opportunities to do that together right. as the church. We're usually doing that in the church for ourselves, or we're doing it individually in the community. Yeah. Uh, but to be able to do that in, in such a powerful way is really exciting. I'm going to turn it to the participants on the call and see if they have any comments or questions. And um, we really want to respect your time today, too, because we know that uh, you're in the middle of a rehearsal. Um, They're good. I'm, I, my uh, director knows I'm, I'm on okay. the call with you. Hello, Dolly's about to, it's about it to uh, debut. It's going to be uh, next Friday, right? So this week you're rehearsing yeah. all week and it debuts. Okay. Yeah. Good. So uh, anybody on the call who, who has questions or comments, feel free to jump in. I think it's a great idea. I like the creativity. I like the way to reach out into the community and coming up with different ways to, it's just a matter of the church too. You know, if you're in a small church, it'd be hard to do something like this, but with a place like our savior, uh, it's, it's, you've got a lot of people there that are behind you and it's a great church. I, I was there when Wildermuth was there. That's a long time ago. Yeah. And, and by the way, say hi to Heather for me. I was the intentional interim in Bend. Oh, cool. At Trinity nice. uh, before Caleb got there. So, so you, you, uh, you, you probably know Shelly and Mark Lindo too. Why? Uh, they may, I don't know. Maybe not. Like, but they anyway, they did, I was really, I was, I was, I saw firsthand what Trinity did, especially with the high school. Yeah. They're doing all the dramas and the, and it was just absolutely, I mean, it was top notch. A guy by the name of John Vivia. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know John well. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're all so talented. And it made my job so much easier when I was there to trans, you know, to help that congregation out to, yeah. uh, and getting a new pastor. It, 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 the staff there was good. But I really like what you're doing at Our Savior. I've always been a big fan of Our Savior. I was also the intentional interim over your, uh, a good shepherd. Oh yeah. And I, I came over there just to see if I could hook up a little bit, but unfortunately good shepherd wasn't too excited about doing something like that. You know, they're just kind of, I understand much I could do for them, but <laughs> I, I really appreciate you. And, um, you know, I'm thinking I would, I'd also did an interim in Palm Springs and you know, that's 65% of the population of Palm Springs is gay but wouldn't that be a great way to reach out? Because usually it's the gay people that really like theater and so forth. Oh, yeah. That might be a good way to reach out to the community because I think the church there at uh, uh, our savior in, in Palm Springs has a pretty good stage and they can move the altar off easily. Yep. Now that might, I might talk to them about what you're doing there and maybe get a group to come up there to see what you're doing and 
Absolutely. I just, I just think it's great. I, 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 God bless you. Yeah, thanks, Toby. And, and again, um, you know, the theatrical community uh, is, golly, there, there's so much darkness in the theatrical, right. just in, you know, and, and it's not just the homosexuality, it's, it's you know, uh, you know, drug abuse and, and other kinds of just crazy things that, that we hear about. And one of the things that, that we really wanted to do was to create a safe space, especially for kid actors. Um, we have a lot of family, we don't have a lot of kids in this show right now because Hello Dolly is not real kid, kid friendly as far as being in the show. Um, but when we had when we had the music man, uh, there's, you know, 15 or 20 kids and parents told us that that they wanted their kids and this is from outside the Our Savior community, wanted their kids to be in the show because they knew that Our Savior would be a safe, a safe place. Um, and so all of our folks get background checks, you know, and, and um, but there the homosexual community honestly is one of our targets um, and um, because they need to. They need to hear. They need to hear the gospel as well. Yeah, when I talk to them next time, I'll make sure that they know about what you're doing there. And my daughter is an, uh, you know, is in Hollywood. She got her degree oh. in film, and she acts, been in a couple of short films. She directs and so forth. So I know all about the, cool. the Hollywood. I pray for her every day. Yeah. So, right. Uh, right now she's in Paris doing some stuff. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, I, I just think that what you're doing is great, and um, you'll be hearing from somebody. From okay, sounds I'll, good. I'll make sure your name is out there. You know, another thing you brought up, Toby, was that uh, this isn't something every church could do. Uh, yeah. But I think the one thing every church can take out of this is to recognize that it's it's important to try to try to think about ministries that will in, that will interact and build relationships with non-believers in the community, not just going out and one-time serving. Uh, but this continual walking alongside in life together where you're doing things together for an extended period of time that allows these relationships to build, which, right. which is what's so uh, powerful about what's going on at Our Savior. So, and speaking yeah. of that, Mike, just to let you know, because you know about the uh, Hispanic ministry that we're trying yes. to here. This last uh, Sunday night, we had over 20 guests, uh, Hispanics, come to church. That's fantastic. It, it was unbelievable. And, and that's that uh, was the center of a, another now start call just a few months ago, uh, back in March. So any of our listeners uh, hearing about that now are interested in that lit Latino ministry, uh, just go back and listen to our now start call for March. Yeah. Great. Any other uh, comments or questions before, for Jared before we uh, let him get back to his rehearsal? Um, I think you're muted, David. Thank you. I'm just agreeing with uh, Jared and Toby in terms of the uh, potential for community outreach. <clears throat> and so uh, I think there's a danger <laughs> in thinking, well, only the big churches can do it. You know, uh, there must be something. So when I was at St. Luke's, we had three productions a year at that time. So one was a musical and, you know, and so again, the ability to provide, I'm just making a point that there's a huge market for 
parents who would love their kids to have some acting experience if <laughs> it's entirely untapped and the schools can't do it and who else can and safety and all that. But then also the, um, the gay community and all, all of your um, nuanced observations are exactly on track, which translates to opportunity. So I'm, I'm, my comment is, you know, this is a bigger thing than it would appear to be. It's not just this one church doing this one thing. It should generate through the Holy Spirit <clears throat> similar initiatives elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. David. And, and sometimes there's community organizations that uh, you can partner with, too, that that make that more more feasible oh, yeah. for a congregation at uh we here at holy cross lutheran right now we have a, a theater group that's meeting right now in our fellowship hall it's called my turn theater and one of the members of our congregation is the director of their summer production and it's a it's a theater production group for uh disabled folks and mentally challenged individuals and wow. um, so they're rehearsing to put on guys and dolls this September. And so there's different ways that you can partner with groups in the in the community too to make that happen. Just theater's a, a wonderful way to to build connections and relationships with people. So uh, Jared, I want to give you a, a final it, couple thoughts. Yeah. So feel free to share what you need. Yeah. Um hi Tom. Good to see you. Tom, hi. <laughs> Wasn't sure if you had any questions. Um yep. and that and that was one of the things that uh, you know, what are things that bring all ethnic groups, all life uh, peoples in different stages of life from kids to, you know, 90 years old, uh, people who are rich, people who are poor. I mean, theater, I mean, the theatrical arts and music, I mean, everybody loves a good show, you know? So um, that was kind of one of the, one of the thoughts too. And can I take you guys out for a second so you can kind of see what's going yeah. on? Yeah. And then, take us on and then, tour. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I lose you, I, I apologize, but and it okay. might be a little bit loud, but I want to just give you a little preview. They're probably yeah, a taste. wrap up. Um, so we're still here. Yeah. Okay. So we're coming. This is some folks. Oh, look here. at that. Know some of our costumes. Oh wow. And I'm supposed to have a line right here. Our orchestra is over here. That's awesome, Jared. You can kind of see. Uh, I'm actually supposed to be okay. in this scene, so that's good. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, so yeah, um, you can see they're they're all. Yeah, we were really blessed to have uh, our director. Um, his his mom actually one of the top of the high schools and a couple of the community theaters and. Uh, She's saving us those costumes that you saw. It's yeah. beautiful. You know, turning this in 
weeks, all that stuff. So these are things where it's like God just provided all the, and that would cost us thousands of dollars to rent all those, all those costumes. So when, when you, when it comes together, you're like, is this really what God, yep, this is what God wants us to do. So um, I want to leave you with a couple of bits of advice. Uh, is, is that all right? Yes, please do. Please uh, do. So um, first of all, I'm not going to lie. I'm tired. Um, it's been, you know, relationships are hard. Um, working with people is hard, especially uh, with people who are different than you, who have different ideas and different lifestyles and different, um, and it's messy. Um, but the, these people are my family. Uh, I love them to death. I, I'm so close to the people in this particular cast. And I can honestly say, uh, we're going to be friends after this. And, and, and I know that I have the opportunity to, ha to have influence in their, in their lives. Um, and we might have differences of opinion or differences of religion or differences of lifestyle, whatever it is. Um, I know that I have influence and that's huge, right? Pastor Brian Banky used to say, the more you get to know people, the more influence you will have on who they are because they will trust you. And so influence takes time. Um, so I'm not gonna lie. I'm tired. You're catching me right in the middle of it. I'm ready for vacation. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I know what will happen is that on that last night of the show, when we're standing um, in, I'm in the show too, but when we're standing in the hallway and, and the, the last overture is being played, I will be sad. I will be sad that this experience is over, but I'm excited about the relationships that are, that are going to go forward. Um, so I would say, be ready to work hard. Um, don't be afraid to jump in um, of something you're unsure of, because if it's really God calling you to do it, he's got it, right? I mean, He's going to figure it out. Even this year, we've done this twice. And I'm still saying, well, what's going to happen with, dude, yeah. I got it. Don't worry. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, surround yourself, I think, with, uh, and this is the last thing, is having key people in positions is, in key positions is essential. I, um, this is the first year that we had our director of outreach um, and our, actually, our operations manager, whose daughter is in the show, um, come regularly with me to rehearsals because for me to sit here and tell, try to talk about all the exciting things from one person, um, people just didn't get it. And, and actually that led to some issues the first year as to whether or not we were going to do it again. But having those two ladies come to rehearsals and I told them just come once a week, they're here every night and they don't have to be, they, they just yeah. love being here especially our, our uh, outreach uh, uh, director, because this is what she, this is what she does. She just creates relationships with people. And now uh, them, them, both of them saying, man, we had no idea. Um, it just, it just really, really uh, kind of brings it home. And so, yeah, don't be afraid to jump in, be ready to work hard and, and have those key people and God's going to bless whatever you do, whether it's, you know, uh, theatrical ministry, a music thing, or, or, you know, work party or something else out of the box, God is going to bless it. Wow. Thanks, Jared. Uh, just so thankful for your, for your time, thankful for all that you're doing. And uh, we know God's blessing it. It's obvious just from the stories you share, uh, but we want to pray that God will bless it too, as we let you go today. Um, this has been uh, our now start all network call. We do these about every eight weeks. And so the next one will be in third Saturday of September. 
Uh, the whole purpose behind these is just to highlight new starts that are happening in various places in the Northwest District in order to network people together. So if anybody heard anything on this call that you'd like to know more about, uh, we'll make sure that you've got some way, uh, an email to connect with Jared and ask him more questions. Uh, you can connect with any of the cultivators from our Now Start Network whose, whose emails and phone numbers are listed on the Now Start website where this uh, video will live uh, so that you can share with others. And there's lots of other videos there too to share and just spur the ideas about what new things we can start to reach people with the love of Jesus. So as we close for today, um, I'll lift you up in prayer, Jared. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for what you're doing through this ministry at Our Savior Lutheran and uh, started with a dream in 2013 of uh, could we do this uh, with a lot of excuses for why not. And yet you over the years, remove those excuses and uh, this ministry launched. And thank you for the blessings that it's having and the difference it's making in people's lives as they encounter others and encounter the gospel in loving ways uh, that softens their hearts uh, to hearing the message of Christ, his love for us, his death and his resurrection. It engages people in new communities um, with people they've never met before who who've never learned about Christ and uh, our Savior Lutheran uh, folks are connecting with people that never would have come to the church before. And so, Lord, we pray that you bless those connections, that they would be open avenues for discipleship walks together. Uh, be with Jared and uh, give him strength and energy to make it through this show run. We pray that everything uh, for this show comes together for its debut and opening on Friday and for the next two weeks that many come to be a part of the audience and it would just spur more interactions and connections with the community for the sake of Christ. We ask your blessings on it and the rest of his day. In the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. 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 So good to have you with us. Blessings to you, uh, Jared, and to everyone else who's been with us today. You just listened to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast. And with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen.